been a bad boy in my lifetime. But now I'm trying to be righteous in the Lord's eyes. Welcome everyone to After God's Own Heart podcast, episode one. Uh, it's your boy Ire, Ire T. Um, what other nicknames do I have? Yeah, just Ire or Ire T. And um, yeah, welcome to episode one, man. So it's quite. This is a new podcast. Um, obviously, it's episode one, and it's more faith focused than the last one I used to do. Uh, so in this podcast, we're going to be looking at. Well, the title was called After God's Own Heart, right? So I want to look at what it means to be after God's own heart. Um, a lot of people have have examples of who's been referred to as that in the Bible, but don't really understand what it means to be seeking God and seeking God's own heart. Um, I'm sure on Judgment Day, or um, yeah, I'm sure on Judgment Day, you'd want God to be like, you know what? Yep, yeah, my my um good and faithful servant, well done. Um, I know you after my own heart. So we're gonna break it down, and how we're gonna do that is in this podcast we're gonna study. It's gonna be quite. A, it's gonna be quite a unique look at the Bible. So we're gonna look at the different interactions, and we're gonna study the different relationships between people in the Bible. So not just men and women, or male and female, but we'll be like studying the interaction between. Um, a man and a man for example or like maybe David and Jonathan or study the relationship between a man and a woman in a platonic sense or um, study the relationship between a woman and a woman for example and then even that we can go further deeper such as studying the relationship between a prophet or a mentor and his mentee like Nathan and David for example so and the reason before that the reason for that because obviously the Bible is supposed to be handbook on how to live life right and human beings are human beings are social beings which means a lot of our lives is going to be spent in relation to other people so the idea behind this is that we can use the bible as principles as rules or, or as examples of how we can actually mimic and run our lives so how we can interact with other males or other females or how we can interact with our mentors, our mentees, our disciples underneath us, and so on. So that's the concept behind this podcast. Um, and every episode will study uh, uh, will study different topics, like a different theme between two different characters in the Bible. And ultimately, the aim is that for us to grow deeper in the Word and to start our journey pursuing God's heart. Uh, throughout this podcast, I'm also going to be talking about my journey. Uh, I'm not perfect. Um, if, if you're people that know uh, you know that I'm far from perfect. I'm a man of flaws, uh, but what I am a man also of is a man who just wants to know my Creator more and more and be in constant fellowship with Him. So this isn't a Bible bashing session. This isn't a I'm better than you session. I'm probably not. Um, yeah, <laughs> probably not. This is just more of sharing my journey with you guys and hopefully us having a great journey together. So cool. Okay, so episode one, what does it mean to 
to be after God's own heart. Um, and I think, obviously, that's the title of the podcast. And I think the best way to look at it is look at who was actually referred to as after God's own heart in the Bible. And we know that it was none other than, well, not none other, but we know that the first thing that comes to mind is David or King David, right? And we see that it's mentioned at least twice. Um, we see that when God decides to turn away from Saul, Saul is told that, you know, in First Samuel 13, verse 14, uh, New King James Version, that the Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And we then go on to see that that man was David. And then in Acts 13, verse 22, you know, the Apostle Paul speaks of God's feelings about David and says, um, after removing Saul, he made David a king. And God said in quotes, I have found David, son of Jesse, and after my own heart, a man after my own heart, he would do everything I want him to do. So, yeah, so, so we see that David is who God referred to being after his own heart. Uh, again, I will, I will delve on into the series. David was thought by far not a perfect person. I mean, he was a bad boy, um, right? So it goes to show you that you don't have to be, um, you know, you're not, you don't have to be perfect in your actions to be considered um, after God's own heart or to be considered righteous in God's eyes. But we'll go into that later on. Um, so why is it that God considered David to be after God, after his own heart? Uh, so I've got three things here. Uh, obviously, you can share your thoughts in the comments or leave a review after and let me know your thoughts. Uh, but the three reasons why I think God considered um, David to be after his own heart was, one, um, David had complete and utter faith in the Lord. Um, yeah, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Um, two, he took delight in getting to know the Lord for who he was and not for how he could benefit. Uh, he truly wanted to grow deeper with the Lord. So he wanted the Lord's presence, as in he wanted the Lord to be around him all the time. And he didn't go for the Lord for his presence, as in like he didn't just go to the Lord for his gifts. He went for his presence, not his presence. Um, if you understand what I'm saying. And then three, uh, again, as I mentioned before, it's not that he was perfect. But when he messed up, he truly begged for forgiveness and he truly repented. Um, God does love a repentance. God does love a spirit of repentance, and God does love people who are able to acknowledge uh, their flaws, uh, not just in hearsay but in action as well. Right. Um, so let's go deeper into that. So again, to summarize that, uh, the three reasons why David was considered a man after God's own heart. Well, one, because he had complete and utter faith in the Lord. Um, two, because he took delight in getting to know the Lord for who he really was. And not working benefit from the Lord, but just generally wanting a relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, you can imagine that you'd rather someone want to just get to know you for you and not for what they can benefit from you. Uh, maybe God's not different to that, right? And three, because he truly knew how to repent and he truly knew how to beg for mercy and he truly was able to confess his sins and confess his flaws to the Lord and change from them. Yeah, so let's go let's go deeper into that. So with the first one, with him having complete and utter faith in the Lord, 
uh, we see that. Well, what verse is this? Let uh, me put the verse down. One second. That's it. We see that in one Samuel verse seventeen. No, in one Samuel chapter seventeen, verse thirty-four. So when David, this is before David kills Goliath, and uh, we see that in verse thirty-four, David he says, "But David persisted." I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do this, I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. He has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the crimes of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the Philistine. So in this particular verse, chapter, what's going on for context is, I mean, I don't want to just give scripture, I want to give context. So this is before David goes out to, to kill Goliath, and we see that when all the other Israelites are scared of the of Goliath, David has given it to soul, he'll go and fight him. And even though Saul says that there's no way for David to win, you know, because he's only a boy, um, and even though the odds look stacked against him, David has complete and utter belief in the Lord to to deliver him. So that kind of faith. So, and obviously, this is 2020, right? So there might not be giants, physical giants, right? Uh, But imagine the giants are going through at work. Um, Goliath could be a battle you're going through at work. You know, how much faith do you have in God to deliver you through it, right? So in this case, we see that David had the utmost faith in the Lord. And how did he, how did he develop that faith? So he had that massive Goliath. But if you look deeper, he he speaks on his past experiences of getting breakthrough from the Lord. So it says that, for example, when a lion or bear used to come to steal a lamb from his flock, he'd go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth, right? And he says, I've done this to both lions and bears, right? The Lord who, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the Philistine. So this, what he did was he acknowledged and was able to recognize in his life the small breakthroughs that God had done for him. And as a result of that, that built his faith up to be able to know, okay, this big hurdle, God can deliver me through it as well. So that gives background to number one as to that David had complete and utmost faith in the Lord. And to build your faith up, faith comes by hearing the word of God, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Uh, if you're someone who's struggling in faith, what you can do is start reading the word and start meditating on the word and start believing in the word. And of course, the Bible talks about not despising the day of small beginnings, yeah? So you don't have to have a big bang faith right now. Uh, you can, your, faith, your faith is like a muscle and it grows, right? So we can see that David got that level of faith as a result of his past experiences with the Lord and breakthrough. So that's one reason why he was a man of God's own heart, because of that relationship with the Lord and that utmost faith in him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, and again, we see we see number forty. We see in verse forty-five, it goes. Um, David replied to the Philistine, "You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of 
the armies of Israel whom you've defied. Today the Lord will conquer you and I'll kill you and cut off your head. Yeah, so we see that in this case, again, David has complete and utter belief and trust in the Lord's um to, the Lord to deliver him. And you know, you think about your friendships or your spouse, um, you know, how much do you how great do you feel when they have complete trust in you? So that's one way. So again, now we can understand why that's one reason why he was a man. Uh, he was said to be a man after God's own heart. Okay, cool. So that's number one. Uh, number two, again, was that I mentioned that he took delight in getting to know the Lord for who the Lord was and not for what he could benefit. And we see this throughout the Book of Psalms. Uh, but one example is Psalm sixty-three, verse one version is nkjv so new king james version i'm quite old school okay so it says oh god you are my god early will i seek early will i seek you my soul thirsts for you my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land when there is no water so yeah so in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water so again, let me so let's go back again. So it says, Early will I seek you, you are my God. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you. Yeah. So there isn't really a reference of God, I want you to do this because I want a job. God, I need your help because I want children. God, I need your help because I got enemies and pagans surrounding me. Right? It's even though he did those prayers, his first priority was, Lord, I want to know you. And my soul thirsts for you, not for what you can give me. My soul just thirsts for you. Um, you know, consider yourself having two friends, right? Uh, one friend only hollers at you whenever they want something, right? And another friend hollers at you just because you're you, just because they want to get to know you. They want to spend time with you. They want to go out with you. They want to chill at home with you. They want to just speak with you on the phone, DM you memes for example, or, um, yeah, DM memes, for example, yeah? You would think the second person is the person that is really after your heart, whether it's in a romantic or platonic measure. You think the first person is just someone who just is trying to use you, right? And again, likewise, uh, you know, we're made in the image of God, so God's, not, God's no different in that sense, that he's recognising David as someone who just generally wants to spend time with him and wants to know who he really is. So that's the second reason why um, David is considered to be after, the, after God's own heart, yeah? And then thirdly, David knew how to repent. Again, he was a bad boy. You know, I'm trying to not be a bad boy anymore. <laughs> why I'm doing this podcast, for example. Um, all just aside, David was a very bad boy at times. From killing a man so that he could be with his wife to you know doing a sense or when he shouldn't have done that you know David was a really bad guy at a certain point in time right but he always turned back from his iniquity and begged for forgiveness so one of my favorite psalms let me get it up is psalm 51 so let me get that up for you psalm 51 and what I'll do is um, I will always put the, the verses I look at in the, in the, in the, in the um, description section so that you guys could do your further reading. Uh, I don't want this to be like an overbearing session. Probably want to do quick, short, weekly um, uh, touch points, yeah? That's what the aim of the podcast is. Okay, cool. So 
Okay, so let's look, let's look at line. Let's look at Psalm fifty-one. I won't read all of it, but you can see here, for example, it says here, "Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness." That's verse one. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. That's verse two, and it says, "For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me." Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Yeah? So, he's acknowledging where he's wrong, you know, and he's told the Lord, listen, have mercy upon me, begging for forgiveness, right? Okay, cool. So, let me let me go to verse 7. It goes, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Yeah? Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. So, this is a guy, I mean, look at the language he's using. This is, you know, look at the language he's using. This is old school stuff. And um, this guy is really telling the Lord that he needs his help. He needs to forgive his sins. You know, um, it says, create me a clean heart. You know, wash me and I'll be white in the snow. So you can see the kind of language he's using shows that he's deeply um, sorry about about um, his sin. He goes, you know, if you look at verse 14, it says, Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. Yeah? So, you know, and like you said, this guy is trying to, he's trying to do actions as well. You see in verse 16, For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. So this guy is trying to find a way to make himself right with God. And he goes and says, you know what? Lord, please forgive me. Have mercy on me. You know, God loves a, a spirit of repentance. God loves it when we're able to know when we're wrong and we're able to humble ourselves and beg for forgiveness. Right? You know, again, we're, we're not perfect. We're flawed. We're bad boys or bad girls. And, um, but God, what God is calling is that, okay, when we fall down, we stand up again, we turn away from our iniquity, and we beg the Lord for forgiveness. Okay, cool. So, again, I think think about it, right? Um, again, for a real-life example, imagine you've got two friends. One friend has done you dirty. Uh, maybe they've um, beat your card, or they've taken your boyfriend or girlfriend, right? In fact, you know, let's say you've got two friends. So both of them have done that. You just Maybe you just got bad luck with friends, right? Um, so one, yeah, both of them have done you dirty. Maybe they've they've ditched your card, bought some um, Louboutins, or they have stolen your boyfriend or girlfriend, or had an affair, for example, right? Yeah. If one of them, if you, and let's say you find out about both, right? If one of them just denies it and argues and doesn't apologize, and the other one apologizes wholeheartedly and begs for your forgiveness, right? You're going to think the one that's begging for your forgiveness is genuinely after your own heart. Again, it doesn't have to be as, as bad as deep or infidelity. It could be something as small as um, maybe they're rude to you front of friends, right? And you bring it up to them and they're like, you know what, sorry, I'm so sorry, how can I make it up to you? You're going to think that person really cares about your relationship as opposed to another person who's in denial and runs away from accountability and runs away from acknowledging that they, that they messed you up. Again, God is not different in that regard. He's gonna think you're after his own heart when you're someone who's begging for his forgiveness, where you can acknowledge where you're wrong, and you don't you you don't let your iniquity 
distance yourself away from him. Instead, you use it as a way to get even closer to him. Right? Cool. So three takeaways. Oh, so what I, what I like to do, as you know from my other podcast, is to leave you guys with some things to ponder, some action items. So, number one, again, the three different reasons why, the three different re, the three different attributes a man or a woman who's after God's own heart has is that they have utmost faith in the Lord. They seek the Lord for the Lord, not for anything the Lord can give them, but they seek just to know who the Lord is generally. They want to know the Lord for who he is and not for what he can give them. Um, and three, when they do slip up, because that's inevitable, they are really remorseful and they have a repentant spirit and they truly beg for mercy and forgiveness. And then not just that, they change their ways. Yeah. So those are the three attributes of someone who is after God's own heart. Okay, cool. So in terms of action items, for number one, how much faith do we have in the Lord? you got to ask how much faith do you have in the Lord? Right? Again, David wasn't just born with Goliath-level faith. He had prior experiences of defeating bears and sheep. And again, so sometimes to get to the Goliath-level faith, we need to start somewhere and recognize God in how he's given us breakthrough in, our, in the past. So the fact that you're alive during COVID, the fact that, um, you know, you've been blessed with health, right, a shelter run, that's breakthrough by itself. Um, a lot of people will say something like, uh, God hasn't really, God hasn't really blessed them or God hasn't really given them like a reason to have faith in them, right? The fact that you're listening to my voice is a, is a miracle in itself. Uh, so what you could do, maybe have some reflection time and look at yourself internally and be like, right, you know what, try to recognize where God delivered you. And then you can use that as your lion and bear moments so that when the big, the bigger obstacles, the challenges come, you can say, you know what, the God that delivered me through these two issues will also deliver me through this. And again, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So again, another way to build your faith up, if, you, if, you, if you're struggling to recognize where God has broken through for you in the past, is to read the word of God and start to believe and read the promises of the Lord. Uh, what, what I did was when I was struggling with my faith, was I started with the book of Acts. Because that's a great example of what the early Christians were like. Right? So it's a great way to model your behavior. I can look at some of the breakthroughs and miracles that God did for those early Christians. Okay, cool. Again, and not just that. When God broken, when God when God has given you a breakthrough, uh, how do you repay Him? So we're going to talk about this in a in a later in a later episode. Um, but how do you thank Him? How do you show Him that you you acknowledge that He's sovereign in this and that He's the one that's delivered you? Okay, cool. Uh, so for, for 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 the item number two about going for God for His presence, not His presence, as in for His um His just going to God for Him and not just for the gifts that He brings. Uh, deep down, you got really ask yourself, why are you truly getting to know the Lord? You're trying to get to know the Lord because you want a wife, uh, because you want a child, because you want that six figure job, or because you want you know the house on Long Island. Why are you really? Go in for the Lord, and you know maybe start to ask the Lord to, you know, as David asked to create in you a, a, a steadfast, create in you a, a um a clean heart and a heart that's going to be realigned to Him. So maybe ask the Lord to search through your thoughts, as David often used to do. He used to ask the Lord to search through his thoughts and to show him um the way to the road everlasting. Yeah. So what you can do is, you know, be like Lord, you know, I want to know you for you. I want to know you for you. You know, it's not bad to pray to the Lord for children. That's not a bad thing. I would not get me wrong. Um, 
you know, it's still good because it shows you have faith in the Lord to live, deliver you, right? Uh, but the main reason why you should be going to the Lord is just for the Lord. Not for any other reason. Uh, but again, those other reasons are fine. You know, if, I, if, you, if, you, if you're looking for a new job, yeah, sure. Pray to the Lord, pray to the Lord. That's great. Um, but if you want to be someone who's after God's own heart, don't just pray to the Lord when you need him. Uh, pray to him even when it doesn't benefit you, when you just want to get to know the Lord. And a lot of the time, people tend to pray to the Lord without actually sitting down and actually waiting for the Lord to talk back to them or to speak back to them. Uh, imagine, imagine having a friend who, whenever you're on the phone, just talks to you and then comes hangs up the phone. That's all different to the Lord, right? A lot of people pray, pray, or pam the Bible, or bash the Bible, pam prayer, but then they won't sit back and take a moment to listen to what God's saying. Again, praying is great, but also, remember, the relationship is supposed to be two-way, not just one way. Um, okay, and then lastly, how do you behave when you fall short of God's glorious standard? Do you try to cover it up in your shame? like Adam did, and, you know, do you try to cover up your shame, which then separates you from the Lord even more, like Adam did, or are you truly repentant, and you put instructions to prevent you from doing said behaviour again in the future, like David does. So again, so those are the three ways for me of um, trying to pursue God's own heart, and that's what I'm trying to do. Again, I'm not perfect. I've been a bad boy in my, in my lifetime, but I'm trying to be um, righteous in, in, in the Lord's eyes. Okay, cool. So, thanks for tuning in. Uh, leave a review. Let me know your thoughts if you disagree or agree. Um, share with your friends. And um, yeah. In the next episode, episode two, which will be out next week, uh, I think I'm going to do some, I'm going to release things on, on Wednesdays. Uh, but let's see what happens. That's, that's a nice touch up for the week. Uh, halfway, your hump day and so on. Uh, but yeah, so episode two will be looking at God's heart specifically, his mercies, his grace, his kindness, and some of his characteristics. Obviously, we've looked at today what it means to be after, and then now we're going to look at what it actually is. So tune into that. Follow the podcast at After God's Own Pod. So the name of the podcast, obviously, is After God's Own Heart Podcast. But in terms of the social media handles, it's After God's Own Pod on Instagram, Twitter, uh, everything else. Uh, leave a review, subscribe. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll uh, see you next week. Um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram at ire.ae, which is ire.ae, I'm going to have to reactivate my Instagram for this, which is a bit annoying, but get so many principles and all that, so cool. Um, or, or on Twitter at irelewa, which is I-R-A-Y-L-I-W-A.